Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fist pump hour here on Sean and RJ. Look, Peyton's getting it. Look at Ryan, that. Ryan, throw up a fist for us. Come on. Fist yeah, Ryan's, Ryan's fist pump. But look at that. You see the unity we get when Sean's not here? Is, is that what you want to go with? We all get on the same page. We all just like love each other. I do want to see Sean fist pump every now and then. He does occasionally. He'll he'll throw his tiny little fist in the air. It is a small hand. It is a small fist. It is. I don't know if you guys have heard about that out there on the truckwreck.com. Fan text 877-881-1053. Sean and RJ. Sean Sharif is out today. Uh, he is out for the next couple days. It is myself, Bobby Belt, along with RJ Choppy. Suck it for charity. Suck it for charity indeed, Mike. I think he told that to Mike. Uh, we're going to get into some Cowboys cap decisions here. Before we do that, we do need to talk about an interesting hire that the Cowboys made the other day. Chop. And it went a little under the radar. Uh, and it's it doesn't sound like some giant deal when you hear about it. The Cowboys have hired a new offensive assistant. Okay. His name is Will Harriger. And this is a guy who was with Russell Wilson uh, for five years. I think in Seattle, it was uh, five or six, 2013 to 2018. Somewhere around there. Uh-huh. Uh, he was an assistant quarterbacks coach. Did a lot of work there with Russell Wilson as, as an assistant. Worked, obviously, there while Dan Quinn was there. Worked there while Brian Schottenheimer was the offensive coordinator for a little bit. He then moved on to Atlanta. He took a job in Atlanta. He left Seattle. Went to go work for Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Took a job there. When that ended, went on to Jacksonville. 2021, he was the quarterbacks coach for Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. So he worked directly with Trevor Lawrence. So a guy who's got some connections to the coaching staff here in Dallas is coming on board as an assistant, something he's done before, has worked with Russell Wilson, great, has worked with Brian Schottenheimer, understands these things, awesome, has worked with a young quarterback recently and and Trevor Lawrence. But the exciting thing here for me is after talking to some people around the league about this guy, last year in 2022, he was at USC. And nice trophy winner. I was talking to I was talking to some folks around the league. Just like, hey, what, what's this guy's deal? What do you know about him? Yada, yada, yada. Heard very smart. You know, I, I know Brada said he reached out to some people. They said, look, this guy could be a play caller one day. He's very sharp, very forward thinking, 40 years old. I'm always in favor. I think like you are, Chop. Invest in young, sharp, offensive minds on the coaching staff. Always. And at every spot you can. Go with go with youth and forward thinking modern ideas 
But I mean, what, look at the coaching staff Sirianni built up in Philadelphia across the board on offense and defense. A bunch yep. of young, really talented coaches. Now they're getting picked over. And does he have the network to fill that Did back out is the question. Every single head coaching hire this cycle has a Philadelphia tie. I did not. That's wild. Every single one of them either played or coached at some point with the Eagles. Yeah. Including Peyton, Sean Payton. Yeah, Peyton was there when Broadus was. Uh, and then D'Amico Ryans played for him. Steichen and Gannon, obviously. Sure. Frank Reich. And Reich. Every single one of them. It's uh, they, Howie is uh, the madman. But the interesting thing here with Will Harriger is after talking to some people around there, I was told, yeah, he was an offensive assistant at USC. He was basically the personal quarterback coach for Caleb Williams. That's good. That's good to know. And people, I mean, you hear people, I think it was Sean Payton who recently called Caleb Williams a generational talent. Talked about how impressive he is. I don't know that I'd say general. He's very, very good. And, and he absolutely was the Heisman winner last year. And Lincoln Riley definitely had a big hand in that. That's Lincoln Riley's offense that they run at USC. But Will Harriger was right there with Lincoln Riley, according to people that I've, I've talked with. And they said, no, Will Harriger was absolutely involved in his development. And if you can take a guy with that track record, a guy who helped along the way, as you saw Russell Wilson grow into the quarterback that he was, take a guy who's got recent experience helping Trevor Lawrence through some of the rookie season, you know, lumps that he was taking and then is directly related to and and had a hand in the crazy development of Caleb Williams and the way that he played last year. That sounds like a great hire to me. I'm I'm cool with it. Like, you know, he's been around good quarterbacks, he's been around great quarterbacks for that matter. He's been around players who have improved. Um now like I feel bad for anybody who was around Trevor Lawrence in 2021 with Urban Meyer. Yes, that was a no-win situation for anybody. No. And Trevor did not play well. Um, he he improved because the first half of this year, even he we were like, okay, are we creeping up on bust category? With Trevor yeah, the Lawrence? first eight weeks of the season, we they were playing okay, but you yeah. were definitely sitting there going, is this is the is the questions we're asking right now probably about Jack Leiter? And yeah, and then you know he he played much better down the stretch, and we'll see. I mean, I think the skies the the arrows pointed up with Trevor Lawrence right now. And you get a coach who's attached to him. Now, look, if he's attached to three quarterbacks that are all really, really good, you know, is that that's, that probably says a little bit about him, but it probably says a lot about the quarterbacks too. Sure. Caleb Williams was a good player at Oklahoma. He was going to be good in the system with Lincoln Riley. Trevor, obviously. Russ, you know, let's, let Russ cook. That was the era he was in. He was, yeah, and that's the, knowing that he's worked with Brian Schottenheimer, knows how to, to coach guys up the way that Brian Schottenheimer wants. Knowing that he's got a good relationship with uh, the guy who will be the head coach next year, Dan Quinn, uh, those are those are positives right there, Chop. You you want those positives? You want him to have a relationship with your future head coach, Dan Quinn, and he does. So that's a good thing. Is that what you're saying? Is that what we're going with? I, I think he was. Uh, I think this was Dan Quinn hiring his staff for next year. Think so? No, I'm just kidding. But it it, it does help, I'm sure, to get Dan Quinn to vouch for you and say, yeah, this guy works well. I, I hired this guy on my staff in Atlanta for a reason. I think highly of him. And we know how much the Joneses think highly of Lincoln Riley and what he's done at Oklahoma and USC. And so for him to be part of that explosion that the USC offense had and, and part of Caleb Williams' development can only be a good thing. Uh, you know, we talked the other day about pre-June 1 cuts the Cowboys could make. So the Cowboys oh, are currently... Yeah. love six, hearing about pre-June 1. Cowboys are currently $6 million over the cap. Uh, 
they can get to about 46 million in cap space by cutting Tyron Smith before June 1st. That's nine and a half million. You cut Ezekiel Elliott post June 1, that's 10.9 million. Uh, you restructure, or you could extend Dak Prescott. That would save you 22.3 million okay. with a full restructure. And you full restructure Zach Martin, that's 9 million. That gets you to 46 million with four moves. Two budgetary moves, two cuts. And you can get 46 million in space. Let me ask you this. How much did Zach drop off last year? A little. Played better in the second half than he did in the first. But but there there was a slight drop off. I don't think it's been aggressive. I don't I don't think you're looking at a potential like Tyron Smith type of decline where we saw in the San Francisco game at the end of 2021 where it's like, oh my gosh, what happened to him? Um, but yeah, he's 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 falling off. He's starting to just see a, a small period of decline. There's no there's no they wouldn't move on from him at this point yet. Right? I no, Not no, yet. I don't believe so. They, I, I think they will move on from Tyron. I think they will move on from Zeke. Like if they draft a guard in the first round. No, yeah, that would be moving on from Connor McGovern, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it would be Biotish, Martin, and then wherever you put in the guard, which they yeah. may. We Todd McShay yesterday mocked Florida guard Osiris Torrance to the Cowboys. God, he's 32. Yeah, but those guards, like, you know. They you, age well. You, yeah, because, I mean, it's just, it's muscle. It, it's, it's you know, that that power play. And I, I think that you, you haven't seen much of a fall off there. The biggest concern with Zach probably would be, as he ages, is the injuries. Does he get hurt and then he's not on the field? Like that's that was the biggest concern about Tyre in the last several years. I mean, recently it's been the play is declining, but before that it was more about he's never out there. He's never available or yeah. he's not available consistently. Now, there were a couple other ones. I'll, I'll run through just really quickly the other pre-June 1 cuts you could do. You tell me if you'd rather keep him or cut him. Jordan Lewis for 4.7. Keep or cut? I don't know. I mean, look, here. okay, here's the thing. The same thing with Anthony Brown. Yeah. Let's just say it's six for AB and four and a half for Jordan Lewis. Uh huh. Who are you going to bring in that's better than those guys for that money? Uh, I think the idea would be replace them with younger, with like draft draftable type players that could play close to the same and for maybe half the cap number or less. That's, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But I'm saying, like, you know, if you want to bring somebody in outside the draft, the draft obviously is a crapshoot for one, but the other side is. They're probably, if you draft a player, they're probably a year away from being a really, really good corner. Yes. Corners don't wake up, roll in the NFL, and then be dominant. Not typically. Especially especially not different. especially outside the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Sauce was different this year. But like if you draft a corner late first round or second round, I mean there, there's a there's an eight to ten game. You're incredibly, you're incredibly lucky if they come in and contribute at a at a league average level a lot of times. Right, and then as much as everybody hates Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, I mean they can compete at a, at a relatively league average level. Yeah, my biggest concern, and I know we mentioned this the other day, my biggest concern with Anthony Brown is between the years. Well, it's for me, it's the Achilles now. The Achilles at the age he is is, is concerning as well. A couple other ones: Dorrance Armstrong, four million. Would you rather have Dorrance Armstrong or four million in cap space? Dorrance Armstrong, four million in cap space. Or probably $2 million in cap space and a $2 million signing to take his reps. I could go either way. Probably Dorrance. Malik Hooker or $3.5 million? $3.5 million. All right, fair enough. Okay, so here are the interesting ones that I want to throw out to you if possible. Those are, are cuts. You can't save any money by releasing Michael Gallup or Demarcus Lawrence. But you can save money off the cap, significant money in some instances, if you are able to trade them. If you could find somebody to take on Gallup or D-Law, you could save 
some some considerable money that you can't save by releasing them. So you if you were somebody to, would do that, look, uh, I mean that would be the question. The, you take pre June one. Demarcus Lawrence's contract left. He has two years, twenty million. You think? I think a team would take on Demarcus Lawrence for two years, twenty. I totally agree. So if you were to trade Demarcus Lawrence before June first, you free six million off your cap. Okay, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't I either, think. but it's at least something to evaluate. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Um, he's a good player still. And that's not a ton, I don't think, against no, your cap. Six, $6 million freed up is is not. It's not. I mean, who are you going to what, what are you going to get for $6 million that's going to replace his production? Now, $6 million is something you can. But, I mean, if you get a draft pick in $6 million, if you get, like, a fourth rounder for DeMarcus Lawrence in $6 million, or a third rounder in $6 million. Do that. He's, he plays a position of importance. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be in favor of trading him off either. It's just it's something yeah. for them to explore. Michael Gallup, if you could convince somebody to take him before June first, you save five point eight million. That's the one that if you can do it, you need to find. My it. issue is I want to you know the first year out of the ACL. I, I kind of it's kind of like a a, a redshirt year almost. I want to I want to give him that second year, man. Now, if you wait till June, when people start getting hurt in minicamp and stuff like that, trading to Marcus Lawrence would free up $15 million after June 1st. Okay. And it would be $12 million for Michael Gallup. You know, uh, Gallup and $12 million to free up Gallup. I don't think that's a bad idea. It's something to at least explore. First of all, they're not going to spend it. Even, even if they roll it over to the following, let's just say that they had $27 million they get between those two guys post-June 1, right? 15 and 12. Mm-hmm. They roll it in the next year. We we have enough history that shows they're not going to spend it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, what what good is the money if it's not going anywhere? But it's at least uh, I think Gallup is the one, especially that at least is there to consider. But there's kind of a look at the Cowboys' salary cap and where they stand. There is a conspiracy out there. We we all heard about the the field surface of the Super Bowl. There, Choppy's going full on into a conspiracy that yeah. this was a attempt to help the Chiefs win. And there's a theory that the NFL script was following a King of the Hill episode when they had the field issues. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy, Sean Sharif is out today. If you weren't listening earlier, RJ Choppy has a hot take on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not what? a hot take. It's, just eh, it's not a hot take. I, I think it's just it's a, it's a new take. So it, it's, it's, a little, uh, it's a little warm. It's new, okay. so it's warm. Right. It's fresh. It's fresh. It's yeah. fresh take. Because I think we've all have felt like there's nothing really totally unlikable about the Chiefs. They're good. You don't like that. But RJ Choppy thinks they've reached the realm of unlikable because of their antics at their Super Bowl parade. They, or not their antics. What they said. Their rhetoric. They have flipped. Their rhetoric. They have flipped. And I still love Patty Mahomes. Um, and I still, I still love watching them play. Uh, but I have, I have completely flipped. Uh, not 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 quite to the point where like I want them to lose. I don't want them to lose, but I am starting to hate them. Ooh, this is the moment where I am starting to hate the Chiefs. That they, is uh, that is that is strong stuff right there. They and are it liars. Is, it is because of this. Yeah, they're liars because of what they had to say at their Super Bowl parade on Wednesday. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. <laughs> the haters were saying the Chiefs. We're done. Before we start this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. They were rebuilding, Chop. They're rebuilding. And the haters said they wouldn't make the playoffs. Okay, so no playoffs that they were done and they're rebuilding. Okay, lie, lie, lie. Damn. Those are all lies. Nobody said they were done. Only Bart Scott said they would miss the playoffs. And nobody said they were rebuilding. You don't rebuild when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. But, like, have you thought about this? Maybe, maybe they wouldn't have won. Maybe the haters were correct. Maybe the only reason that they won, Chop, is because of the purported sod father, the man, well, the groundskeeper, who got so much love and attention leading up to the week of, of this, this old the Super fart. Yeah, the god of sod, the sod father, George Toma, who has been the like main groundskeeper for every Super Bowl ever. And he's like 96 years old, I think. Yeah. And there was a lot of discussion about him leading up to it. And then, of course, we saw some issues with the playing field. There was issues with the playing field. It was a bad, bad surface, mm-hmm. bad surface. Now, where do you think George Toma worked for a majority of his career? Um, what team what did team? he do the grounds crew for in the NFL? I am going to guess the Baltimore Ravens. No, same no. conference. Same conference. The Indianapolis Colts. You're getting closer. Oh, okay. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. No, 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 no. Further south. Damn. Just uh, go straight is down Is it the 35. Kansas City Chiefs? It is the Chiefs. Did you say what? the Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> yeah. Winnipeg Jet, Jets are a uh, NHL, NHL team. And they have the cleanest looking ice on on anywhere. But you yeah. win hockey. It is clean ice. Semantics. It's the, it's, the, it's the Canadian water. It's just more clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the water. Um. Yeah, so George Toma spent a majority of his career with the Chiefs. He even told Roger Goodell when they played a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl that he's rooting for Kansas City in this one. And Goodell to tell him, no, you can't do that now. So, 
In this game, this is from Ollie Conley. I have no idea who Ollie Colony is, but he is a verified check, blue check mark. Well, the Eagles defense had a player slip on 38% of Patrick Mahomes' drop packs. Five times they had multiple slippages. I love the word slippages, by the way. Yeah. I think there are several well, words that in are. Some, in some instances, slippage is not great. No. And it Your transmission. Never, it should never slip. Yes. Um, the other one. In other words, preposterous is also another word I think is underutilized. That's a good one. So the Eagles had a player slip on 38% of Mahomes' dropbacks. <laughs> Five times they had multiple slippages. The Chiefs had a player slip on only 14% of Jalen Hurts's. No multiple slippages. Nobody had multiples on the Chiefs, which I'm very sad to hear about that. Oh, um, Maybe they were just better prepared. They wore those longer cleats Mike Maybe McCarthy they did. always talked about. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But don't tell me that 38% to 14% is no big deal. That's a big difference. That's a big – you should not have one one team in play. And the reason that those guys are slipping is because George Toma told the Kansas City Chiefs, he told them how to prepare for his turf, his grass. That's what he did. Is it possible – Two years that field they put that field in. They 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 tried they built that field for two years. Look, that field was absolutely ridiculous. It, like in the Super Bowl. The the amount of, you know, footing issues and and how it like it clearly I, I mean, we were we were talking about it a ton, about the footing issues throughout the game and how guys were falling down on routes or, you know, trying to rush the passer and things like that. So I mean it was noticeable for sure how bad the grass was. And, and I remember, that, you know, there was a lot of chatter on on Twitter in the middle of the game. Like, is this the 96-year-old's field? But I have a different conspiracy theory for you. Okay. That's your conspiracy theory. Your conspiracy theory is he was in it to help the Chiefs win. He, he was in it. He doctored the game doctored for the, the Chiefs. Field. I have a different theory. Thank you to thebiglead.com for helping me become aware of this theory. My theory is that the God of Sod, the Sod Father. Mm-hmm. He's just part of the NFL script job. No, I could see that. It was scripted. And now, by the way, I don't really think that the sod father was in on this. You know, I, mean, I, I think it, I think it's I think it's a note for the sake of the segment. We're gonna say no, no. You do think that for the for, the, for I, th- I think <laughs> it was. I think it's a, I think it's fishy. I think it's fishy. It's fishy. It's I, I mean I, I don't I don't necessarily see a difference between him and Tim Donaghy. No, there's no difference. It's fishy. You know, the NFL should not be hiring somebody from some team to run their sod or their grass. Here's the headline over at the big lead. NFL script ripped off the retiring groundskeeper slash bad field conditions storyline from an episode of King of the Hill. And as soon as I saw this headline, I remembered the episode and I went, holy crap, this is the same storyline. So over at the big lead, they write, the NFL aired its season finale on Sunday night with the Chiefs beating the Eagles in Super Bowl uh, 57. Just a couple weeks after Arian Foster revealed that the NFL was scripted, revealed, claimed. Yeah, revealed. Uh, it well, seems you know, they can, they can, they can doctor it. They can. Because they're, they're an entertainment company. And that's why they don't want you, they don't want you betting on it. That's right. It's fixed and then it's insider oh, trading. It seems that the league got lazy with their writing and ripped off a storyline from King of the Hill, though. Anyone watching last night would have noticed players slipping all over the place. It was revealed that the Super Bowl field cost the NFL $800,000. And who was in charge? 
a groundskeeper named George Toma, who has worked on every Super Bowl field since the first one in 1967. Why didn't he help them win in uh, Super Bowl two against the Packers, do you think? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if he was working for them yet. That's a good question. Sure. I will say this, like, you know, do you really want somebody out there who's been working on every single one? I mean, don't you think you think he's still up on it? Does he think he's still up on all the changes to sod that we've had? Well, Does he, he was, know about champion Tiff Eagle 12? He Does was, he know about all that? He was set for retirement after this game. So he was the subject of many profiles last week as people learned about the man known as the God of Sod and the Sod Father. But wait, RJ Choppy. Oh, no. This story is starting to sound familiar. An aging, legendary groundskeeper nearing retirement and poor field conditions as my damn computer just went down here. Dude, it's time to get an Apple, man. Get yourself a MacBook Air. I'm not going to do that. Uh, do what yeah. I do. Have a Samsung phone and an Apple computer. And RJ said he's going to get an iPhone. Be an enigma. Yeah, because he's like being a traitor. There we go. Okay. No, my kids have an iPhone. It's just easier to keep an eye on them. Sarah's got one. It's just you know easier to send you know pics to each other, if you know what I mean. Oh, videos. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Season 9, Episode 9 of King of the Hill, Caretaking Care of Business. It guest stars Christopher Lloyd as Smitty, and his nickname was the Wizard of Sod. He was the Wizard of Sod, and Hank, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer have to fix the Arlen High School football field so that their legendary groundskeeper doesn't lose his pension because the Wizard of Sod is in his 90s and losing his touch and messing up the field. And so the guys have to get together and fix the field for him so that he gets credit for it and oh. doesn't get fired. But then he goes back through and messes it up anyway because he said, well, this field's not right. And then he goes through and messes it up. But you get down all the way to the God of Sod and the Wizard of Sod, both of them. How many titles are there in the Sod world? I don't know. How many more could we come up with? The Sod Father, the God of Sod, God the of Wizard Sod, of Sod. The wizard. Um, the chief. The champion of Sod. The yeah. CEO of Sod. Well, it's got to be like kind of like uh like, like it's got to have a nice rhyme to it. Like, what are some other things that are like pod or god or or, or something like that that mm. we could give it to? I got to think about that one. The but master of grass. Uh, that doesn't rhyme at all. Truckwreck.com, Fantex. Send us some some other sod uh, puns that we could use. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. But that certainly does sound like the same exact script that the nfl was using I think it does i i mean it's you know you remember how everybody's always claimed the simpsons like predict everything simpsons predicts everything uh they also do it before family guy apparently that's uh, and they do it before south park simpsons yeah. did it simpsons did it that was uh that was another one but in general i do have to ask the question <laughs> let's be honest why is a 96 year old the head groundskeeper for I, the i know the nothing most against 96 year olds most, man the most important entertainment event of the year my grandmother died at 98 wonderful woman she was in a casino the week before she died she was great shape great health i wouldn't have hired her to do anything at that point oh my gosh we got a ton of these now uh the master of pasture oh i like it i like it the sultan of sod the sultan of sod king of the green uh something weed gotta have something with weed rhymes with weed Grassmaster, we're getting a lot of Grassmaster. Uh, Prince Alasad, <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard or Wizard, I don't know. Sodzilla, yeah. Green Master of Pasture is Ooh. really strong too. The Ace of Blades, there we go. The Ace oh, of Blades. Oh yes. Uh, let's see. Chief Executive Sodeth, 
the sod guard of the yard, the Buddha of Bermuda, Sodzilla. That's a good one. Sod of war. <laughs> K six eight two. I'm not going to read yours, but uh, it's a good one though. Uh, it's a very good one. It is Duke of Dirt, Senior Sod. Uh, nine seven two. So did George Toman not work on the field when my Chiefs lost the Super Bowl two years ago? Let's stay consistent. Nine seven two. Don't don't get hung up on inconsistencies in this theory. Just just embrace the truth. Well, there's also that was also in Tampa, which was the Bucks' home field. Ah, so yes. they knew the sod anyway. So they're like, what is this stuff that he's doing here? Yeah, they, they, they would they would be able to see it. And this was an outdoor stadium, so they didn't have to like bring it in, bring it out, bring it in, bring it out. They probably just use the regular field. They just painted over it. Master, master blader. Uh, That's a good one. The dud of mud. Hot the seed of EO. That is good. Oh yeah. You guys are like knocking these out. Fraud of sod is probably the more accurate one. But if you're looking for like a good nickname of it, I do like Wizard of Sod and and the Sod. Father. But man, the uh, the Master of Pasture is perfect. Uh, Con of so- Con of Lawns. I like Ace of Blades. I think that's the best one. Ace of Blades. Uh, yeah, these are some good ones. Keep them pouring in. I enjoy these. Uh, coming up next, we're gonna cross talk with the KNC masterpiece. See what uh, what maybe nicknames they might have for this and if they're terrified about Jacob DeGrom. That's next year on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Crosstalk with the KMC masterpiece. I got to fill in for Sean yeah. properly, so I got to say KMC. Do whatever you want, Bobby. That's what I do, Port- baby. Portland? Is you doing Portland radio? No, he... he. Uh, all right, so if you want the, the real truth here. Yes, and nothing but the truth. All right. You can't handle the truth. Kevin you texted me this morning. Wall. We were supposed to have somebody, and because we didn't have it, he quit. Yeah, we were trying to get a full house... Yes, mm-hmm. we were we were maybe gonna have Candace Cameron uh, in studio, and whenever they said DJ no, Tanner, it's, it's yeah. just a phoner. We said, and Kevin threw his phone and said, "I quit. I'm out of here." So, mm-hmm. Kevin, or he's sick. He oh. uh, he's been throwing up violently for what? A few so hours. he's been sick for like a couple of weeks now. Uh, this is weird for Kevin. Like but I don't I, I I barely ever like call in sick. Yesterday I left the show. I was like it was terrible. Yeah. I got here and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't I this, can't finish. This is too cool of a job to call in sick most of the time. Like like I like the work. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to come in. It's not like I don't I've worked jobs where I've been like, man, I I got anxiety of thinking about going to work, about how much I did not like the job. And this is one of those things where I'm like, I I like being here. 
I like working with Mike. He's no, funny. That's he cracks me up. That's a lot. No, he cracks me up. Sometimes we disagree on things, but for the most part, we get along really well. Uh, I like working with Kevin. I like seeing you guys and then uh, seeing the guys later. And we talk about crazy topics, the Tolos, the energy we get from the fan text is a blast. So, yeah, when it comes to this kind of job, unless you're, like, dying a lot of times, you want to be here. And that's kind of uh, not just for the Tolos because that is part of the fun. But just because it's a it's a really enjoyable job, I could be doing a lot of other things. I'd be very unhappy. So it's I was incorrect in calling it the KMC masterpiece is ultimately what it. Yeah, dang. It's do you guys, just do you guys, the masterpiece. Do you guys have alternate like names for the MC collection? Masterpiece. Like should it shouldn't it be called MC Hammer today? Young MCs. Yeah. Oh, Young MCs. That's good. I like that, that. Is that's strong stuff. Would we get in trouble for that because we're using somebody's name? I don't know. Is that his real name? Is it I'm sure his mom did name, name him Young MC. I, I, well, I she might have. I think Mrs. Hammer named him MC. He's yeah. Marvin Young. So Young. There's he young. was a Young MC. Interesting. I didn't mm, knew that. Man, he nailed it. What you got coming up on the show today, Corey? Oh, my gosh. So many uh, baseball topics. Like the real concern with Jacob deGrom dun, to start dun, the dun. show off. Uh, and then we got to analyze the Mavs. We're grading the Mavs at the break today for sure. Also, last night I went out to dinner, Mike, with new friends. How awkward is that? We're doing that. Why are they? Your, yeah, I'm, I'm interested on They're why are they your new friends? Well, they I didn't know who clue who they were, but my wife was like, "We're going to dinner tonight, so get ready." And that's uh, awkward to me. I don't like being meeting new people. I'm really weird. Like what? Like new couples or like yeah. new in general? It's like because she she works with uh, with the guy at my possibilities. Is it her work husband? I don't think so. Does she have a work husband? She does not. Because she in her like like group specifically, it's all females. If she had a work husband, would it make you jealous? Who's her work wife then? You know what? Maybe her her, her work. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I've never asked. I need to find out, huh? Yeah. Because Kevin's my work wife. Yes. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Mike's my side piece. So <laughs> uh, my work wife. What is the, uh, so what am I? I'm not even the side piece then. No. You're new. That's You're not new fair. flavor of the week. You're the love triangle. <laughs> is that what I am? Because <laughs> you love Sean. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like this. Uh, but I can't pronounce his name correctly. Yeah. No. So. Sean has to be the work wife, though. He has small hands. <laughs> Mike, uh, how concerned how concerned are you with, on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. DeGrom misses the first workout? 2 to 3. If it's anybody else, is it a 1? Yeah, maybe a 0. Okay. Um, it just, is, this, is this like an oblique? Is that what this probably is? I have no idea. It's just that. His injury seemed to linger a lot longer than other human like beings. Like the cranberries. Is he... I don't want to say incapable, uh-huh. but does he not pitch injured? I don't know. It's a good question. It's... it's uh, most, Not like hurt. Not like most really, really doctors injured. will say, or team trainers will say, the thing that you can't judge on anybody is pain tolerance. So, Dr. Conway... Uh, who used to be the Rangers team doctor. Obviously, it's Dr. Meister now. These are two world-renowned doctors that a lot of people go to for arm injuries and trying to fix things up. A lot of times, Dr. Conway will say, since I used to go to him, is he'd be like, well, can you pitch with it or not? You know, some I've, I've had some people that I've had to go in and do surgery because 
they're tearing up if they have to throw a ball with this injury. I've had some guys have the exact same injury, and they're like, I don't know. I don't really feel it that much. Like, you're telling me I'm, I'm hurt? And so there's no way to tell a person's pain tolerance. Some people, they can have pretty much a, a ripped-up rotator cuff, and somehow it doesn't bug them that much. The other they person is like, I can't even throw a ball 30 miles an hour and 30 feet distance. What was, what was your pain tolerance? I don't know. I think it was okay just because I never – I went on the disabled list back when it was called that one time in AA. That was the only time in 13 years I ever – I missed two weeks uh, with bicep tendonitis. That was my only injury in my career of pitching. Wow. I, I'm curious. And this at up. the end, I'm, I'm jacked up at the end. Like, my elbows messed up. Dr. Conway was like, well – I went and tried to play independent ball, and my elbow started burning really bad. And then he's like, well, you pretty much are really close to needing Tommy John surgery. Ugh. You're hanging on by a thread here. But he's like, you're done, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, you know, like the honest the honest thing of like. Did you ever get it? No, because he said, give it three to six months. And he's like, just never throw hard again. Like, never, like, go out and just try to air it out. If you start airing it out again, it'll probably rip. But it's like. You want to play catch with your kids. You want to throw batting practice. You want to just have fun playing baseball. You're fine. It's like you're, you're not. Huh. It's it's, it's so not it's a, a big small deal. tear. It's not yeah. like a rupture. I ended. Your, I, I didn't completely tear it, but it's it's there. <laughs> I ended your like real com- competitive baseball. Right? You had didn't you have back surgery like shortly after? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Corey just was blazing the balls by and you had to turn too quick or something hit 400 off yeah that's what that's what it was and they had to throw didn't you have to start throwing change-ups on him curveball it was nasty too (laughs) i'll give mike that that thing was awesome looking (laughs) i told him i'd throw more fastballs and he hit the first one like a grounder to shortstop and i think the bet was you couldn't hit three out of ten and you're like oh crap and he hit the first one and i'm like well then if he was able to (laughs) accomplish that which i was shocked by i was like man good job Corey. i was like i gotta make him think now yeah. That something else could happen. And that, at that point, I don't know. Maybe I was throwing 80 miles an hour five years ago. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's fine. I'm curious. This is something Chop and I were discussing off the air earlier about the Rangers. Are you concerned at all? Like with spring training ramping up. When, when do you guys head out there? Uh, a week and a half. Like, uh, yeah, we leave next at, Sunday. Next Not Sunday. Okay, Sunday, next, Sunday. next Sunday. All right. So, so uh, a week from Monday, 105 through the fan will be out there and surprise for Rangers spring training. Are you concerned at all? What, what did you think about when they signed Uvalde? I liked it. I was surprised. I thought they were done. I thought they were going to use kind of that last spot as a, um, help me out here, the guy they got from the Braves. Oda Rizzi. Oda Rizzi, and then Glenn Otto, Dane Dunning, you know, go down the list, possibly later in the year, Owen White. Like, I thought they were going to use that fifth spot and go, look, we got enough guys there, but they got Uvalde, and even better, because now... You look at, there are injury issues, obviously, with DeGrom and with John Gray last year. You're going to need, in today's world, you're probably going to need 10 starters. You're hoping not 10. What's your five? Your five starters? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because what, we're looking at six guys, Jacob basically. DeGrom, one. Uh, Martin Perez, two. You can manipulate it if you want opening day to be different or whatever because of home. Uh, Ivaldi or John Gray, three, four, and then Heaney is going to be my five. Odorizzi is going to go to the pen because he's done it recently. But there's a I got to train him as a starter in Ugh. spring training. Odorizzi is a starter uh, because there's a I'm going to put it at a 33 percent chance. The five guys I named, one of them's not ready to start the season because of <sighs> they had arm issues. Something happened in spring training. You usually don't come out of spring training completely That's healthy. Right, yeah. So. 
there's a chance that those five guys I named, one of them is hurt, can't start. Odorizzi, I put in my rotation. I lean towards my next guy would be Glenn Otto. Does does when you're putting a rotation, does lefty righty matter to you? Does do you like having a like flipping I, it? Or? I do. I don't like having. Now it just matters. All righties. <laughs> I don't like having. Let's just say when you have Cliff Lee, C.J. Wilson, and I don't know another uh, well, uh, Matt Harrison. Matt Harrison. I don't want them all pitching back to back to back because. Same I, look. I do think it can be a little bit different. Now, that being said, if I have Randy Johnson and Tom Glavin, yeah. I don't mind. Pet, like I got yeah. a six foot nine guy throwing gas and sliders, and then I got a, a six foot guy throwing uh, fastballs, changeups. Like well, they're very was, different left handed guys. CJ said that he, he benefited from throwing the next day after Cliff because Cliff showed him how to do He was like, I just did whatever he did the, the day before. Yeah. Just tried to emulate what he was doing. And that can help. And I know that uh, come playoff time, a lot of times they would pitch game one, game two, or pitch yeah. back-to-back. Like, Wash was not worried about those two guys pitching back-to-back. So, if you have two really good lefties, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm trying to kind of manipulate a little bit, I would manipulate keeping them away from each other. So, asking about Evaldi was because, like, what Chop and I were talking about during the break at one point, because we're just looking over some numbers on the pitch and stuff, stuff like that. How much does the velocity drop for Evaldi on his fastball? Because he's about two miles per hour lower than he had been consistently throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And like you saw last year, his slider was not nearly as effective as it had been. Like, how much does the fastball concern you, the velocity drop? And do you think like the ineffectiveness of the fastball is now the reason for some of the less effectiveness of the slider? It can be. I think this is where I've always felt like this when you have a guy on your team and you really watch him pitch every fifth day because I'd be lying if I watched Evaldi pitch more than pitching against the Rangers sure. last year. I don't. I didn't really watch him. Is you really get a better idea on what they can and can't do? Like I really like John Gray. I think when mm-hmm. he's healthy, he's he's better than I thought he was yeah. in Colorado. Now he needs to stay healthy. Um, so I guess I'll find that out more as the season goes along. But he didn't drop into like hitting zone and and most hitters will tell you they like fastballs now it might be a little bit different nowadays but they like fastballs from righties being in that 90 to 93 range that's their that's their fun range that they're like if you start throwing below that at that speed it can mess them up a little bit you start throwing above 93 miles an hour they got to make a little bit quicker decision on the ball and they can sometimes find themselves swinging at balls rather than strikes i was looking at uh baseball savant like the analytics thing under mlb when i found that website oh it's so great changed my it's so great but i was looking through and i was like okay like the slider's been less effective the fastball velocity's gone down you look at his barrel percentage over the course of his career it was five percent eight point five five point seven eight point eight eight point eight six point three and then last year he was ten point seven well i'll tell you what he did do great in 2018 and i don't want to do this to him and he's on a short-term contract he was awesome in the playoffs out of the pen. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. So if you want, if you wanted this, and I don't think you do for the amount of money you sign him to, you could make him maybe an eighth inning guy and or maybe like a seventh, eighth inning guy where he could pitch two innings. And sometimes guys will get back to throwing the ball really hard when they know they're coming in to throw anywhere from 10 to 35 pitches max. No way I would do that to him, though. And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm not like I've I told Bobby, I'm not big on 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 Haney at all. Yeah. Uh, like he had like last year, he was a three RA with the Dodgers. Like like anybody could have a three RA in in that stadium. The great thing going to break here is when we talked about Evaldi and Heaney, we talked about them being their four, your four and five. 
So, I mean, I think that's great. Yeah. What you're talking about, I, I don't want to disagree with you on that. But if they were your 2-3, are you really depending on them to be like, we need these games to be Ws? But really, you're relying on, I think, obviously, DeGrom, Perez, and Gray to be your top three guys. Yeah. I think, they, I think the Rangers the, think they can fix Heaney, too. I think they, they they have an idea that they can do something special with well, Or keep him what he was. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with you again tomorrow on Sean and RJ. It'll be me and Choppy again. Stick around. KNC Masterpiece is up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 